Hello, folks, and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 278. We are finishing off Esther, chapters 9 through F. When the day arrived on which the order decreed by the king was to be carried out, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, Adar, on which the enemies of the Jews had expected to overpower them, the situation was reversed. The Jews overpowered those who hated them. The Jews mustered in their cities throughout the provinces of King Ahasuerus to attack those who sought to do them harm, and no one could withstand them, for fear of them fell upon all the peoples. Moreover, all the officials of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, and royal procurators supported the Jews out of fear of Mordecai, for Mordecai was powerful in the royal palace, and the report was spreading through all the provinces that he was continually growing in power. The Jews struck down all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them. They did to those who hated them as they pleased. In the royal precinct of Susa, the Jews killed and destroyed five hundred people. They also killed Parshendatha, Dalphon, Aspatha, Poratha, Adalia, Aridatha, Parmashta, Arisai, Aridai, Vizatha, the ten sons of Haman, sons of Hamadatha, the foe of the Jews. However, they did not engage in plundering. On the same day, when the number of those killed in the royal precinct of Susa was reported to the king, he said to Queen Esther, In the royal precinct of Susa the Jews have killed and destroyed five hundred people, as well as the ten sons of Haman. What must they have done in the other royal provinces? You shall again be granted whatever you ask, and whatever you request shall be honored. So Esther said, If it pleases your majesty, let the Jews in Susa be permitted again tomorrow to act according to today's decree, and let the ten sons of Haman be impaled on stakes. The king then gave an order that this be done, and the decree was published in Susa. So the ten sons of Haman were impaled, and the Jews in Susa mustered again on the fourteenth day of the month of Adar, and killed three hundred people in Susa. However, they did not engage in plundering. The other Jews, who dwelt in the twelve provinces, also mustered and defended themselves, and obtained rest from their enemies. They killed seventy-five thousand of those who hated them, but they did not engage in plunder. This happened on the thirteenth day of the month of Adar. On the fourteenth of the month they rested, and made it a day of feasting and rejoicing. The Jews in Susa, however, mustered on the thirteenth and fourteenth of the month, but on the fifteenth they rested, and made it a day of joyful banqueting. This is why the royal Jews, who dwelt in villages, celebrate the fourteenth of the month of Adar as a day of joyful banqueting, a holiday on which they send food to one another. Mordecai recorded these events, and sent letters to all the Jews, both near and far, in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus. He ordered them to celebrate every year, both the fourteenth and the fifteenth of the month of Adar, as the days on which the Jews obtained rest from their enemies, and as the month which was turned for them from sorrow into joy, from mourning into celebration. They were to observe these days with joyful banqueting, sending food to one another and gifts to the poor. The Jews adopted as a custom what they had begun doing and what Mordecai had written to them. Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the foe of all the Jews, had planned to destroy them and had cast the poor, or lot, for the time of their defeat and destruction. Yet, when the plot became known to the king, the king ordered in writing that the wicked plan Haman had devised against the Jews should instead be turned against Haman, and that he and his sons should be impaled on stakes. And so these days have been named Purim, after the word poor. Thus, because of all that was contained in this letter, and because of what they had witnessed and experienced in this event, the Jews established and adopted as a custom for themselves, their descendants, and all who should who should join them, 
the perpetual obligation of celebrating these two days every year in the manner prescribed by this letter and at the time appointed. These days were to be commemorated and kept in every generation, by every clan, in every province, and in every city. These days of Purim were never to be neglected among the Jews, nor forgotten by their descendants. Queen Esther, daughter of Abihail, and Mordecai the Jew, wrote to confirm with full authority this letter about Purim, and Mordecai sent documents concerning peace and security to all the Jews in the hundred and twenty-seven provinces of Ahasuerus' kingdom. Thus were established for their appointed time these days of Purim, which Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had designated for the Jews, just as they had previously enjoined upon themselves and upon their descendants the duty of fasting and supplication. The command of Esther confirmed these prescriptions for Purim and was recorded in the book. King Ahasuerus levied a tax on the land and on the islands of the sea. All acts of his power and valor, as well as a detailed account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king promoted, are recorded in the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia. The Jew Mordecai was next in rank to King Ahasuerus, in high standing among the Jews, popular with many of his kindred, seeking the good of his people and speaking out on behalf of the welfare of all its descendants. Then Mordecai said, This is the work of the Lord. I recall the dream I had about these very th things, and not a single detail has been left unfulfilled. The tiny spring that grew into a river, and there was light and sun and many waters. The river is Esther, whom the king married and made queen. The two dragons are myself and Haman. The nations are those who assembled to destroy the name of the Jews, but my people is Israel, who cried to, to God and was saved. The Lord saved his people and delivered us from all these evils. God worked signs and great wonders, such as not occurred among the nations. For this purpose he arranged two lots, one for the people of God, the second for all the other nations. These two lots were fulfilled in the hour, the time, and the day of judgment before God and among all the nations. God remembered his people and rendered justice to his inheritance. Gathering together with joy and happiness before God, they shall celebrate these days on the fourteenth and fifteenth of the month Adar throughout all the future generations of his people Israel. In the fourth year of the reign of Ptolemy and Cleopatra, Dosotheus, who said he was priest and Levite, and his son Ptolemy, brought the present letter of Purim, saying that it was genuine, and that Lysimachus, son of Ptolemy of the community of Jerusalem, had translated it. Our next reading is Daniel chapter 10. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar, and the word was true, and it was great conflict, and he understood the word, and had understanding of the vision. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is, the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sounds of his words like those of, a, of the noise of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and when I heard the sound of his words, I fell on my face in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, 
O Daniel, man greatly beloved, give heed to the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood up trembling, and he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your mind to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. So I left him there with the prince of the king of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to befall your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face toward the ground and was dumb, and behold, one in the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips, and when I opened my mouth and spoke, I said to him who stood before me, O my Lord, by reason of the vision, pains have come upon me, and I retain no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains to me, and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. And when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I am through with him, lo, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince." Our last reading for today is Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 22. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate became governor of Judea, and Herod, being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachionitus, and Licentius, tetrarch of Abilene. In the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region about the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said therefore to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits that befit repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the multitudes asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, He who has two coats, let him share with one who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized, and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than is appointed you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Rob no one by violence or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation, and all men questioned in their hearts concerning John, whether perhaps he were the Christ, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, 
added this to them all, that he shut up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form as a dove, and a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. That is everything for today. Hope you're doing well, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye for now.